What's going on, guys? It's your host, your boy, George Mackay. And as you can see, I am not alone. I am joined by one of the premier factions. No, no. Scratch that. The premier faction in Ontario indie wrestling. From singles titles to tag titles to trios titles. If there was a title in Ontario, they've either won it, contended for it, or found a way to steal it. And that's the honest truth. Please help me welcome the three members of one of my favorite factions. The undeniable Matt Grant. Crystal Moon, and the reject, J.T. Kirk. Yes, I said it right. He, he practiced okay, okay. so much to try to get my name right, and he messed up yours, man. I know, I know. Okay, okay, so, so, so time out, time out, time out. So not only does Crystal not even get a, a nickname, but I don't even get my proper nickname. What's <laughs> going on here? <laughs> I don't know. I tried to search her Instagram beforehand. I've never introduced her as any kind of nickname. What's your nickname, Crystal? Fuck's sakes. Okay, fine. Let me try. Let me scratch it again. Let me just wipe the whole fucking thing and start all over again. Son of a bitch. Sorry, do your fucking job properly. Jesus. What a fucking little midget fucking bastard. Oh, all right. What is your nickname again? Oh, no, it's the standard. All right. Let me welcome for the second time properly because I rehearsed one out of three because I didn't want to fuck his name up because I fuck his name up all the time. The reject JT Kirk. The standard, Matthew Grant, and the misfit, Crystal Moon, they represent, they are, Empire. Welcome to Straight Talk Wrestling again, everyone. How are all of you? Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. So, my first question, uh, because you are not the first faction that I have interviewed. I actually interviewed Dynasty a few weeks ago, and they're an up-and-coming faction, someone you guys probably might tangle with if you haven't already tangled with and they actually mentioned you as one of the premier factions that they would like to tangle with now looking at dynasty and everything there is there's mikey truth who's definitely a mouthpiece much like you matt um there is sway archer who's got you know speed agility that matches well with crystal and then i would have to say power for power you got jt and jackson roy when you look at a faction that is almost equal in every part, other than the fact that, um, well, you guys have Crystal, and she's fucking dangerous. I've seen her in the <laughs> ring. What, what is it like in the mindset when you when you can say, say that other factions in Ontario that are starting up now, because factions here weren't always a thing. There was groups, there was tag teams, but not really a solid foundation of a faction. When you see other factions coming up, how excited are you to know that you're on the list of people they would love to get in the ring with? It's nice for me personally because I, I'm never really that guy that's on people's lists. So the fact that we're kind of like setting the groundwork for like people to, you know, go towards the faction direction a little bit more. Um, even in uh, the Hamilton scene, like uh, there wasn't too much of a tag team scene. And that's partial the reason why David and I got together in the first place. And then, you know, here we are now and there's five, six, seven tag teams coming out of Hamilton now. And like, that makes me so happy because guys are seeing that tag team wrestling matters and factions matter. Um, when it comes to dynasty in particular, actually once upon a time, I was supposed to wrestle sway archer, uh, for the HWE cruiserweight championship back in April. 
Um, match did not happen due to an injury, unfortunately. And it's something that actually I was really looking forward to. Um, when it comes to Mikey Truth, I've seen him up close and personal. Um, we did the HWE Battle Zone tapings, and he's somebody who, like, I've had my eyes on for a while. And then uh, Jackson Roy, he's a big boy. Um, I've seen him in a couple of matches uh, as of late, and uh, he's he's the real deal, man. Uh, I would not want to be chucked across the ring by him, but I I see a serious potential in the three of them, especially as a faction. So all I can say is keep it up, and I'm sure we'll see you in the ring soon. I like that. I like that. Confidence, uh, confidence is key. But it's cool when you can lay the foundation, the groundwork, and know that um, what you kind of started is now percolating in a sense and creating an atmosphere that we don't have here. Because let's be honest, indie wrestling, it's hard to really build storylines or even keep groups going. Because in some promotions, uh, you're not even on the same side, right? Uh, for example, Crossbody, the most recent show I think was back sometime in October. You actually aligned yourself, Matt, with Ben. And JT aligned himself with somebody else. So it, it's weird that um, it, it's hard to, I guess, mesh the storylines across all platforms, but you guys have done a pretty good job as a whole of sticking together as a group or coming in as a core, whether it be at HWE with Crystal, always underhandingly finding a way to help you win. And I've talked to her about that and I've told her numerous times, she's better than you in almost every <laughs> aspect in terms of like, I, I don't, I know, dude, you don't need to tell me she's better than me. She is better than me. She is literally one of the best wrestlers, not women's wrestlers, one of the best wrestlers in Canada right now, my personal opinion. No, no, no. I mean that shit, man. Crystal Moon's going to take the world by storm. I promise you. And uh, there's a reason why she was, there was no question when we thought about bringing a, a third member in Empire, it was going to be Crystal Moon. So what, well, let's talk about that. Bringing in the third member in Crystal Moon. What was the conversation that you two guys had? Like, I mean, you probably had your eyes on a couple other talents, but I mean, you ultimately decided on Crystal and it's, it was obviously a recipe for success. It was like adding, you know, Parmesan cheese to an already great plate of pasta. Uh, you know, uh, JT being the meatballs and Matt kind of being <laughs> the sauce at the bottom of the plate, but it worked. The layers, <laughs> but I mean, with, with bringing in a new member, you're always wondering about the chemistry, but I know behind the scenes, you guys have been friends and like road buddies and all that kind of stuff for a very long time. So I guess the symmetry just had already meshed and you just had to make it official, right? Yeah, I, I would say that that would be the case. Like you said it best. Like we, we had our eyes on a couple of people and there's no secret about that. But like when it comes to Crystal, um, in my personal opinion, there was, there was no better fit. Um, she's one of my best friends inside and outside of the ring. Um, and I, I can speak for JT when we say that as well. And it's like, it's something where we just understand each other. We click. There's no like second guesses when it comes to the three of us together. Um, we've traveled up and down the roads uh, from Ottawa to New Brunswick and everywhere in between Ontario. And like, I, I truly feel that the three of us together, when you get us at our best man, there is no stopping us. Yeah. We have our off nights from time to time. Everybody does. But like, I truly feel like we are, one of the best factions, not just in Ontario, not just in Canada, but like when it comes to consistency it, on the independent scene right now, um, I, I can confidently say that the branding that we have behind us, um, the amount of, you know, money that we've spent on investing in ourselves when it comes to entrance themes, gear, merchandise, you name it, we're on top of it. And I, I think that's a very important part of being a faction, not just what you bring in the ring, but what you bring outside of the ring as well. And I feel like uh, the main thing that helps us 
be as as good as we are, as we all have the same mentality, and essentially just trying to take over the world. I like that, taking <laughs> over the world. Taking over the world. It's pinky it, in the brain. It's pinky in the brain. That's all, <laughs> all you can really say. <laughs> well, now, who, okay, so we're going to play a little game later called How Well Do You Know Your Faction Mates? But in the interim, who's pinky and who's the brain? I'm not even going to answer that one. I'm <laughs> throwing them under the Crystal, bus. I'll feel that question for you. Who's picky? I feel honestly, I I don't think I'm the, I'm not I'm not brain. That's for sure. But I don't know if I I don't know if I'm pinky. Like I feel like I'm more pinky than I am brain. Mm-hmm. But is there a middle? Like is like well, you guys could be the animaniacs because there was two brothers and a sister. So you could be dot. You could be dot. Close enough. <gasps> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and Matt, I, I, Matt. Smell, I smell a parody shirt coming soon. Yeah, oh. yeah. Okay. If there is a parody shirt, all I ask is that I get one on the house because I thought of that idea. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. All right, so let's talk about um, let's talk about like I said, if there's tag team titles, you've either held it or contended for it. If there's singles titles, you've held it or contended for it, and obviously trios titles as well, which is becoming more of a common thing as we go across the Ontario indie scene landscape. You actually represented uh, PWO for a very long time as their trios champions. And unfortunately at not the last new frontier show, but the new frontier show before worlds collide, that was an off night. That was a night where it was hard because it was Tarek, Johnny DeLuca and Oh my God, I'm going to kick myself. But who was the third member? Kyle Boone. <laughs> I love smacking the shit out of Kyle Boone. I, I really do. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So I, I didn't forget it on purpose. I'm just super tired and I'm a dad and it's not an yeah. excuse. It's just the fucking truth of the matter. Kids drive you crazy. That's why I'm wearing the hat because my hairline is thinning a lot more than I'd like these days. So I got to try to <laughs> hide it. I got to try to hide it. But um, you have a rare off night when you're going at, uh, when you're going in the ring with arguably one of the hottest up and comers is Johnny DeLuca. Kyle Boone is no slouch himself. And then you've got Tarek who is arguably the best pound for pound striker in the world, not just Ontario in the fucking world. And you all took some, you all took some shots equally. Uh, Matt, I I remember one shot from Tarek. That was just a a holy fuck. Uh, Well, I remember one. So I walked out of that match with a black eye. Um, When he popped me up and kicked me in the face, directly in the face. I was, yep. Well, you wouldn't know from the commentary table where I was telling the story, you wouldn't know you, you, you kept it in check you finish the match like a G, and it's a it's a credit to you. I don't give Matt Grant compliments very often, but when I do, they're heartfelt and sincere. Uh, except that, the as last... you can see, I don't know if it's picking up real well, but uh, Gabriel Fuerza caught me in the nose this past weekend too. <laughs> Shout Your out face Gabe. is just a beacon or a bullseye for taking shots, eh? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. People just like hitting me in the face. I get it. So, what is it? What is it like? I mean, I guess in the early stages of the faction, uh, being underestimated. Because, I mean, you look at the, like I said, you, the juxtaposition is uh, not in any way, shape, or form of slouch at you guys. But the juxtaposition, I mean, you got JT, almost, you know, close to six feet, if not over six feet. You got yourself, and you got Crystal. It's like kind of like small, medium, large. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. It's just people would look at you and be like, yeah, these guys are going to run through. And then all of a sudden, a whisper turns into a yell, and it becomes this kind of barrel that just keeps rolling downhill. And all of a sudden, people realize... Not only is Empire a faction not to be fucked with, but they're also a faction that can fuck you up if you turn your back on them. It's, it's, it's a cardinal rule. Whenever we introduce Empire at New Frontier, I always mention the fact that with two is three, with one is three, with three is three, there's <laughs> always, Empire always rides together 
So it's yeah. really hard to build any strategy because any any given night, JT could show up, Crystal could show up, Matt Grant could slide in the ring and just cause a distraction. Empire is very dangerous and very calculated. And I will say that with the utmost respect. When I'm commentating and telling an Empire story, I look forward to it because I know you guys are always going to give it 150%. But to go from that now where you're so respected in the Ontario indie scene as being one of the premier factions, and I'll forward this question to you first, JT, and then I'll get Crystal's fit and Matt's turn on as well. But when you look at it from where it was to where it is now, uh, you you kind of got to sit back and have that little smile on your face like, we fucking did this. We built this shit. Which, which is a weird statement because uh, I don't know if it's the pandemic or anything like that, but I don't feel like... Like, we haven't been around for that long, um, at least in wrestling-wise. So, to, to like, I still feel weird when people see us as, like, the veterans of certain locker lock rooms and stuff like that. It's, it's still difficult to, to handle. Crystal, what's your thoughts on that? I think it's, I think in the beginning, um, I think people definitely underestimated us because, there's not many factions that have two guys and one girl, right? It's, it's not popular. It's usually three guys. Um, so I think at first when I was introduced, it was like, Oh, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the biggest either. Um, so I think it was, um, very much a surprise. Um, but I think now as we develop as a team and I develop as an individual, it's kind of, it's, it's our secret weapon, right? Like, they underestimate me and they underestimate us. And then we come out and kick ass. Right. So I think, um, at first it was maybe, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was, uh, definitely something that we were in. Um, yeah. So people, <laughs> but when like introduced me, I think, uh, it's now our biggest secret weapon. I think not so secret weapon. <laughs> no, not anymore. <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely well known. Matt, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So like, and Crystal said it perfectly. Like I, I, I have that same thing where people since day one have been un- underestimating me. And I think they still do to an, an extent. Um, you kind of look at the size, you kind of are like, you don't really anticipate it. I mean, even at like my shoot job, when I tell people I'm a wrestler, they're like, what? Like, I, I don't understand. And then you kind of see now, like when we show up to shows and we're advertised for events, it's really weird because we'll walk out into an audience and I'll look around and I'll see Empire shirts all over the place now. And I'm like, what? what is going on? What is this strange dynamic? Because, like, I used to be that fan sitting in that row uh, wearing a, you know, Ethan Page, a Josh Alexander shirt. And now people are doing the same thing for me. And it's the weirdest dynamic, like even JT said, where it's like we're veterans in some locker rooms. People look up to us in some locker rooms. And it's like I, I'm, I'm not okay. Like, that still stresses me out a little bit and, like, Yes, I have a bit of confidence in a sense, and like I've grown to, I guess, accept that. But in the same sense, it throws me off, man. Like the anxiety is real when it comes to that stuff. Like um, I just think of like when I worked Gabe um, at HWE, um, he was very much like, "This is your locker room. This is your match." And I'm just like, "Dude, like no, like you're literally the best unsigned talent in Ontario today, and like this is your match, man. Like I'm just, I'm just." riding along for it but like to have that kind of like respect and to for people to have you know done a complete 180 on us um i i even remember like mark shaw has told me like you know when i won the open weight championship i'm sure when i won the young blood championship people were kind of questioning it and now to again do that 180 and for people to be like no like 
We want to see you with championships. We want to see you in these big time matches. We want to see you uh, featured. It's it's weird, man. It's really weird. <laughs> it is, but you know what? I got to say, I mean, like uh, one of the proudest moments I have as an indie wrestling fan is that storyline with the Dirty Vets. And it finally ended and Empire got to raise the belts. And I bought a shirt that night. And uh, because it was one actually, it was the newer shirt. It was the black one with the with the gold crown and Empire. Mm -hmm. And I love that shirt. I was like, that design's sick. I'll buy that one. A because like if it had JT's face on it, would have been okay. But if I had (laughs) bats, I would have had to like black tape over it and stuff. Like it would have been weird. The juxtaposition would have fucked me up. But no, it was a a proud moment as an Empire fan, and just to see uh, you guys, you know, ride with those championships for a bit and then do the 180, and all of a sudden the crowd getting that heat, and that's something that I mean. A lot of people don't realize, a lot of people think it's so easy to get heat. It's not, man. It's not. You really, you really got to work to make motherfucking people hate you. You got to make work for somebody to pull out their hard-earned money, buy a ticket, just to give you the middle finger in the front row. And that's all they came to do, is to literally give you the middle finger, or tell you you suck, or tell you this and that. So, in gaining heat, and I mean, I guess I'll I'll field this question to Crystal first, because Crystal... It's hard to hate you. It's hard to fucking hate you because you're you're one of the sweetest people I know outside the ring. Same thing with you two guys. You two guys are great. Uh, you know, Matt to an extent. He <laughs> <laughs> no, knew I was gonna bust his chops all the time. Honest truth, Matt Grant is somebody that's like a brother to me, and uh, he actually, you guys are actually one of the few first few people that gave me a compliment when I was starting out the podcast, and I had you two guys on. You guys were like shocked and awe with the research that I put in. And preparing mm-hmm. for that interview. And today I know I fucked up some names, but I also did it just to piss people off. But I really wanted <laughs> to make sure I got his name fucking right. Because if I didn't, it would have shit all over me. But Crystal, what's it like to to get that heat now? Again, being so hard to to hate Crystal Moon, because you look Crystal Moon, you're like, fuck, this I, this love this girl. This, this is like my little sister. Now when I see her, I'm like, oh, what a fucking bitch. What a bitch. Um at first it was really hard because I was just so so used to being that baby face that people wanted to get behind, right? Like, because everyone has been in my position, like worked really hard to, to get something that they loved. Um, so they were always behind me. So to get that, it was like, it was for a bit. And I know I've, I had conversations with, with Matt cause he's a natural magnet. Uh, let's be real. Um, <laughs> like, how do you do it? Like I, I need some advice. Right. So like, picking his brain and like picking some of my coach's brain, especially, um, Ted, um, he knows, he knows how to run his mouth and, uh, to say the right things to get the heat. So picking, picking different people's brains, um, to get that heat. And I'm always obviously still working on it. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, unleashing my inner bitch. Um, and I just think that uh, the crowd doesn't love dogs, and then I'm just really mean to them. That's what I do. <laughs> I, look you, I look at you as like the little chihuahua that'll bite your ankles yeah. and then eventually snip the Achilles heel and make you fall yeah. to your feet. And then all of a sudden it turns into a really vicious – like I've always wanted to see – would that? Would you buy a ticket for that, a horror movie where the killer is a psycho chihuahua? Would you guys buy yeah. a ticket to see that? Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah? We should write a heartbeat. script like that. What, what should we call it? Matt Grant bites your ankles because I'm a fucking chihuahua too. <laughs> That's true. And we could just put, we could have the dog wearing an Empire shirt throughout the whole movie. It'll be fucking amazing. It'll be incredible. I have, Product placement. I have one of my dogs here. We need to get, oh, he's sleeping. 
I was oh, gonna say, I thought I seen some legs. I thought I seen some legs there. Yeah, he's. Oh yeah, Tommy he looks like he's had a rough night. He's passed right out. He, I know he didn't even take his jacket off. <laughs> he's just like fuck this. <laughs> Life is out. So here's a question for you, uh, JT. In terms of um, keeping the faction going from promotion to promotion, where some promotions you are heel, some promotions you are face, some promotions you're the anti-hero, because that is a that is a that is a, a subgenre in some cultures where people don't necessarily like you, they don't hate you, but at that moment you're you're what they need in order to to get rid of who they really fucking hate. Like I'm indifferent about Empire, but I'm going to cheer for them because I hate these fucking guys way more than I do that. So, in the juxtaposition of trying to keep the flow of Empire, the faction as it is, how hard is it working with sometimes different promoters in terms of keeping Empire in a that foundation that's been built solid? Um, first off, you you mentioned our our match with Grizzled Vets or our, our feud with Grizzled. Uh, sorry, the Dirty Grizzled Vets. Vets. <laughs> dirty Vets. Sorry. The dirty vets. He loves himself some NXT. He loves himself some NXT. Um, that that <laughs> feud definitely uh, made us early on in in our tag team for sure. Um, but when it comes to you're saying different promotions, face heel and stuff like that, I feel like we're essentially the same thing, no matter what we're portraying or what the fans see us as. Um, we're still gonna do whatever it takes to win. Sometimes it takes a little. Uh, Underhanding tactics, you know? <laughs> it's weird because I feel like we've been on this roller coaster and it, like for me personally, I'm finding it more than ever lately where like I started off as a baby face, then went immediately heel. And like we rode that heel way for a while, I, I really feel. But then it almost got to a point where people were like, all right, we kind of respect these underhanded tactics. And we're kind of like, all right, we, we, we kind of dig these guys a little bit. We don't exactly want to see the, their faces get punched in that much. Um, we're in that very in-between area right now where like people like dig what we're doing and like are starting to cheer for us. Like I mentioned earlier, like walking out and seeing empire shirts, I think people are starting to realize like, okay, these guys are actually around for the long haul. They actually believe in themselves. They actually like want to put the time and the effort in and, um, invest in themselves. And like, I think that's people, uh, that's stuff people see from an outside perspective where, that's really important. And I think where, you know, you can have somebody come out and be a, an ultra baby face. You can have somebody come out and be an ultra heel, but the fact that we can kind of do both and be comfortable in those positions, I think is huge. Absolutely. I think it's, I think it's definitely a, a little feather in the cap for sure to have those, those layers. Um, I guess my, my next question is, uh, you talked about time and investment and also financially, financially investing in yourself, putting in that money to make sure the merch is top tier to make sure, you know, the gear is top tier, uh, for any young up and coming wrestler, like watching this conversation, uh, what, how important is that? Like percentage wise, break it down for me. Like, is it, is it 40% skill? Is it 20% merch? And is it, you know, 40% belief? Like what's the percentage breakdown of how to really achieve, what you want in this business, not so much success because everybody's level of success is different, but what's the percentage mm -hmm. that you guys believe you put in in order to achieve where you are now and where you're going? Speaking personally, and I'll let them say for, for themselves what they think, but I think branding is a lot of it. I, I, anybody can walk out the curtain and do the basics, do the fundamentals and 
you know, have a wrestling match, but to connect with an audience, to look like a professional, um, to sound like a professional, to, you know, have promos, to have your custom theme music, to have eight by tens, to have shirts, to have uh, a logo, to have a name, to have a nickname, even stupid little things. And this is something that I'll, I'll kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. JT Kirk for a while had like different social media handles for each of his social media. And for me, like that's a big thing where like, if you're looking up somebody on social media, you don't want to remember what handle they're going by. You want everything to kind of be like all together. So it's like, when you look me up, it's I'm at the grand first days of four across all platforms. When you look JT Kirk up now, he's changed it to where he's at reject underscore JTL all over the place. It's just, Little things like branding yourself properly so that you don't have to overcomplicate things for people um, is a huge thing for me. Again, anybody can be a pro wrestler, but I think those things are huge. Connecting with a crowd and making yourself known is big. JT, what's your thoughts on that? Um, he can't be any more like false on the statement. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Did you mean to say I couldn't be any more right on the statement? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Were right. you agreeing with me or not? <laughs> I was agreeing with you. Yeah, he agrees 100%. Crystal, what, what about your thoughts? Anything to add to that? Yeah, like, I'll touch on the whole, like, looking like a professional uh, and gear-wise. And, like, I'll go personally. Like, so I feel like I hit a new level, Um in my career when I got custom gear designed and made. Once I got that custom gear designed and made, it was like I stepped through that curtain and they're like, okay, she's taking it seriously. She believes in herself enough to invest all that money into her look. And I think for anybody new that like maybe isn't 100% confident, I think once you get that new gear that you've designed that you believe is yourself, it, it adds to it and you step to that curtain and they look at you and a lot of people, it's their first like set of eyes on you and they see you in this new professional gear. They'll give you a chance. Like as bad as that sounds, but like it's a looks business, right? Like that's a, that's a big part of it. So having that professional gear, um, I think is, is huge. Um, yeah. But that yeah, also, I've, adds, I've got, Oh, I was going to say that also adds to confidence. Uh, if you, if you're wrestling in, something you feel comfortable in, you're more confident yeah. in, in what you're doing. Two things to add to that. For one, like uh, Crystal and I can sp speak specifically on this too, because, you know, she wrestled in uh, Sailor Moon gear for a little bit of her career and I wrestled in jeans. And like people yeah. were looking at us, I'm sure, and certain people were kind of like, eh, not exactly sure what to think. But then again, once we both upgraded, it was like, okay, these guys actually want it. And like, a particular aspect where I can truly say that like, I, I recognize that is when we took that trip to New Brunswick and this is nothing against the people that are out there, but there's some people that just, you know, we're wrestling in jeans. We're wrestling in cargo pants. Didn't have the, necessarily the, the best looking merchandise. And we came the whole nine yards with our jackets, with our gear, with our professional merch, our custom music. And everybody kind of, it was almost like people were kind of blown away by how like serious we were about it at this stage um, being only a couple of years in. So I, I think things like that are very important where 
yes, again, at the end of the day, anybody can go out and wrestle a match, but I, I think th- those extra up and about things are what you need to focus on more than anything. Don't get me wrong. Training and everything is important. And I highly recommend doing that too. You can never stop learning, but I feel like, again, those up and above things are also very, very important. I would have to agree for sure. In, 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 in developing the faction and what you, the matches that you've had so far as a trios, what would you say is one of the, the best matches or the matches you look back at in this run thus far as Empire, as the layers begin? And, you know, history will rewrite itself again and again. But what would you say is one of the coolest matches you three have had together thus far in this, this mm. faction's life? Well, you have to you have to bring up the ladder match, the trios oh. triple threat trios ladder match <laughs> that we won the the trios title on. My first run as the trios champions. Um, yeah, that match was absolutely insane. Um, nine people, three different teams. Uh, had some crazy stuff going down in that match. It's on YouTube for free. It blew up when it first got uploaded. Yeah. Um, it was one of those things where I was like, whoa, this is a real thing. Um, we got myself and Tyler Arrow got interviewed uh, for Body Slam, um, the website uh, for the Edge Jeff Hardy tribute spot we did. And like Crystal took a powerbomb off the second rope through a table, like yeah. jumped off the top of a ladder. There was just some crazy stuff that was going on during the match. Um, another one for me, and I don't think it's online yet, which is really disappointing is the a uh, couple of matches we've had with uh, the Dresslers. Uh, but the other match that I know is online, I just don't know whereabouts, is our match with Barry. Um, so this was something we were looking forward to for a long time, was the match with Barry. It was supposed to be two separate matches when it was announced. It was us against Pretty Ricky and Puff, and Crystal Moon against Haley Dillon. Um, there was a few things that ended up happening, so it ended up turning into a six-person tag. And like, Literally the most chaotic match I think all three of us have ever been involved in. The, the, um, f- the fact that the cameras cut, like, they caught as much as they did was yeah, crazy. Insane. Like, I'm pretty sure Puff turned into real-life Squirtle in that match. Or, sorry, real-life Blastoise in yeah. that match. Yeah, he, um, he definitely did. He definitely did. Yes. Yeah, I, I saw the highlight. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I would say the the Barry match and the the PWO stuff we've been doing as of late has been like top tier. Yeah. Um, the chance to break out to New Frontier and to do the faction thing as well, um, doing different stuff with myself and Crystal as a team um, with HWE and with New Frontier, I think has been a lot of fun as well. Just getting a chance to branch out and do different things, but still involve the faction at the end of the day. Absolutely. I mean, I look at. I, sorry. Go ahead, Crystal. Go ahead. No, yeah, I was just going to say, like, didn't mention it, but it's more, like, personal for me, getting to work with uh, Tarek, um, who is, I don't know why he's not on my TV screen. Um, He is absolutely fantastic. He's amazing. Um, And since working with him multiple times through PWO, like, he's definitely taken an interest in, in my matches, like, even my singles matches. He goes out of his way to give me feedback and to watch them, and he's excited to see me. So, like, personally from that, I've definitely gained, and I'm very, very fortunate. Um, I know the guys do it to work with a mind like him, so I just wanted to touch base on that. Absolutely. No, I 100% agree. And it's it's been it's been a ride for me, too, just because um, to think where we all were and to where we are now, that I get to be the narrator for some stories. 
from Empire, which yeah. is the coolest fucking surreal thing for me. As much as I bust Grant's chop, when I get to tell a Matt Grant story, when I got to call that trios match and tell that story, uh, those were some, you know, sentimental moments for myself, just thinking, fuck, start off as an indie podcaster, not knowing fucking much about the scene that was out here, blew up, kind of built a brand and a name for myself to where, uh, you know, it's cool to when, when I can actually tell people, hey, we should get you back on the show. Fuck, I've been waiting for you to tell me about it. Actually, he said that. He'll deny it. Grant said that. He's like, oh, fuck, it's about time to ask us. <laughs> I, 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 no, I won't deny it's accurate as hell, man. I was like, what the heck? Wait, waiting, well, dude. <laughs> I always tell everybody you can come back anytime. Just hit me up. It's it's always always room for you guys. You guys are family. You're not friends. You're family. Crystal more so than than you guys. And then, you know, JT second. <laughs> Matt, very bottom of the barrel. Like, I'm just here. Like, very, like, <laughs> I, like if, if I have a spider living in my house, the spider, then Matt. <laughs> uh, don't discriminate against the spiders. I'm not discriminating against the spiders. <laughs> I, okay, whatever. I'm not discriminating. Okay, let's take a break from serious back <laughs> and let's play a little game. This game is, is kind of like a love connection game, but it's not. It, it's very similar. It's to where, how well do you know your faction mate? Now, the way to, the way to play this game is that I'm going to ask one question. Two people have to give me the same answer. If all three of you get different answers, then the question is vetoed. But if two people give me the same answer, then that person that they gave the answer on has to agree or disagree. And we'll see okay. what the truth is. So a real easy question to start. Who is the most sensitive of the three? Just give me a name. <laughs> It'd probably say Crystal. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Okay, so Crystal, do you agree with that? Or are you the most sensitive? Yeah. Okay. okay. Fair enough. That's that's fair. Okay. Next. I was question. honestly gonna say me at first. I was genuinely I, like. I was gonna say you, but then I had to think about it. Okay. Okay. So Crystal's <laughs> most sensitive. Who? Okay. Who has the weirdest cravings when you're on the road and it's like two in the morning? Who has the absolute stupidest shit that they want to stop for? I'd say me Nathan for sure. <laughs> What what's one of the stupidest things that he's made you guys pull over for on the road and be like I I, I got to get it now I got to get it I have nothing to get it. nothing like that but when we went to New Brunswick uh, even though we went to like Burger King and some other places they those two uh, state that they never saw me eat anything besides Rolo milk Rolo chocolate milk and some sort of melon yeah <laughs> you know, it's accurate. It's so accurate. When I see stuff. JT Kirk, this man has a roll of milk in his hand. There's no question. Yes. And, and some kind of melon. Watermelon, cantaloupe. Every time I turned around in that car for the double-digit car ride, he had friggin' roll of milk and melon. I can't, couldn't believe it. <laughs> My favorite is like, so obviously I, I call myself connoisseur Red Bull. That's a whole thing. But like, now we've made it a thing where like myself or Crystal or even like one of our uh the girlfriends or wife or whatever the case may be, somebody that's in our circle will randomly hand JT a fucking roll of milk and we'll all just pop so hard. Yep. Yep. I swear for the first the like the first two weeks after the New Brunswick trip in our group chat, we would just send pictures of roll of milk <laughs> and melon. Like just to, so just, to, just to send a reminder. <laughs> All right. So like, if, anybody's be, like, for, if anybody's looking for late Christmas gifts for JT, I, <laughs> a, case of, a case of Rolo chocolate <laughs> milk will go a long fucking Oh, you, you have no idea. 
No idea. Like literally, I'd go, I'd go to the corner store and just snap a picture of the roll milk, send it to the group chat, and literally the group chat would pop hard. <laughs> that's awesome. You guys got to get a shirt that says "Built on Rollo Milk." Like, that's oh another yeah, it's another good shirt. Don't All think right, I won't. Don't think has, I won't. <laughs> who has the weirdest playlist? Like, whose musical playlist is the absolute one where it's like their turn to play music in a road trip? You're like, fuck, man. Okay, Grant. Grant is saying it's him. Do you guys agree with that? Is Grant had the? So. I. I feel like because we go back to the New Brunswick trip, and it was the only two people that played music was Matt and Brother Earth, and they were both not great. There was a lot of a lot of random stuff that was played for sure during that yeah. weekend. Yeah, did he have some Sarah McLaughlin on his playlist? I feel like he's a Sarah McLaughlin guy. Huh? I don't think think, so. No, no, I didn't have any of that. No, there was no there building. Was just a mystery. bunch of randomness. You weren't building a mystery. No, no, no. No, you'll just randomly hear fucking the Kirby theme song just randomly come on. <laughs> It'll go from the Kirby theme song to 50 Cent to Nickelback to... Yeah. Like, it'll just be the most random fucking playlist of all random, time. Random theme songs or, like, pay-per-view yep. themes or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet. And he's that guy who's like, oh, man, dude, do you remember this? Unforgiven 98. What a fucking <laughs> tune, baby. Oh, I love no, hundred percent. That that's me. <laughs> All right, who is who is the shyest in the group? JT. Yeah, I was gonna say me. I wasn't sure if anybody else was gonna, but yeah, definitely yeah. me. Okay. All right, I could see that shy, but not with me. Has no problem telling me to go fuck myself on a regular <laughs> basis. I guess we built that relationship oh. up. Don't you say anything, Matt? Don't you fucking <laughs> say a thing, Matt? Say nothing. All right, and my final two questions, and then we'll get back in and talk a little bit more faction. Uh, who has, uh, okay. Who's got the, uh, who's got the weirdest sleeping habits? Uh, yeah, probably Matt. Chris, yeah. He, sleep. I fucking nap. Sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have like two, three hours at a time where I sleep. I don't really have like a whole night of sleep. So yeah, I would say sleeping habits definitely it, would go to probably me. caused by like years of dealing with mom and stuff. Not being able to like yeah, yeah. have a full night of sleep. Right just on. to give some backup background information, not to go too deep on it, but like my mom's epileptic, so it was uh, a lot of years of watching over her. And I think you know maybe there's a little bit of behind the scenes stuff there that uh, I never really got over. But it's just yeah, that, that, that there's a lot where it comes to my uh, my sleeping habits, and like I'm just a fucking maniac anyways too when it comes to sleeping. So. <laughs> Let me tell you, your sleep schedule will not approve if you have kids. If you and Aaron decide to uh, have some children, <laughs> the minute they are born, uh, you will never sleep again. And I'm not talking about, like, the crying and stuff like that. It's the protectiveness. Like, when I go upstairs, girl-dad moment, girl-dad moment. But when I go upstairs, the girls are sleeping. I will peek my head in to both of their rooms, and I'll watch them sleep for, like, five minutes. Because it's like, you know, you don't get those moments. Mm-hmm. Get the, like today, today I'm, I picked my little one up from school and she's like, dad, you come so early all the time. Oh, I hate you. I was like, Ari, don't ever say you hate me. You can dislike me, but hate is such yeah. a strong word. She's like, but you tell some wrestlers you hate them. I go, well, yeah, but that's different, buddy. That's work. There's work and then there's real life. So you can't say hate in real life. You got to be careful about that. So then she started crying and then I bought her a chocolate bar and life is good. <laughs> so, um, and my final question is, who um who has the worst sense of humor? Like who who tells dad jokes and they're not JT funny? Kirk. Yeah. JT fucking Kirk. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. 
that New Brunswick trip, there were some things that came out of that man's mouth where I was just like, why? Why did you even just say that? <laughs> give me, give me a dad joke. Give me a uh, dad joke. I, I'm, a, I'm the person that's like on the spot. I, I have to be in the moment yeah. and it just randomly happens. Wow. Okay. Or they'll just like skit talk people. Like they'll be so <laughs> quiet the whole time. And then the first thing he'll say, he'll just shit talk somebody and everybody's like, <laughs> it'll like, be a bomb that dropped it'd be out of nowhere but it would be so perfectly timed oh you're the you're the hiroshima of the group eh <laughs> you're the one that's a one shot kill, eh, motherfucker? My, my wittiness is at specific times of the day uh, I, yeah right. i can't plan on that stuff block of wittiness <laughs> all right in terms of uh you know this crazy business of wrestling uh finding those true friendships and brotherhoods and sisterhoods and stuff like that is few and far between because a lot of people think that uh, the camaraderie is real, but, you know, sometimes there's real heat and, you know, you're not always going to see eye to eye with people. How do you guys keep yourself in checks in terms of, uh, like, carrying yourself? Like, I, I've always seen you three. You're on the up and up, completely professional, sweethearts. I can bust match chops and he doesn't shrug a, he doesn't shrug a shit because that's the relationship that we have. But why are you making that face? Don't make that face. <laughs> How do you... um? How do you how do you steer clear of the drama? Because I mean, some locker rooms have it, some don't. But drama in wrestling is very, very real. It's one thing, man. Communication. Um, I, I think the communication between us three is huge. Um, if one of us is acting out of line, the other two will tell the fucking one to spark the fuck up. Like it's one of those things where we all have to keep each other in line. We all have to keep each other in check because we're all after the same goal. At the end of the day, we want to be the best we can be we don't want to be better than our last day so it's like to do that we got to be on top of each other we, we can't bullshit each other either um if we shit the bed if we suck we got to tell each other that and we always do so i think it's one of those things where because of the communication we have as a trio as not just in wrestling but as friends um i, I think that's something where no matter what at the end of the day we're always going to communicate that to each other right on and another question, because like you said, you mentioned uh, a lot of factions don't really have two guys and a girl, you need three guys, four guys, or in the case of NWO black and white, every member of the fucking wrestling world at one point <laughs> was a member of NWO. But I mean, uh, do you guys, do you guys feel that you're, um, you're breaking barriers, changing the landscape with the fact of having this dynamic of the two and one? So I know, I know when we brought, Crystal in that was one of the thought processes with me and Matt is it's something different. We'd stand out more if we had a badass woman in our group as well. Yeah, I, I think when it comes to the Crystal, like I think the dynamic was there where like she already had the look that fit us. And then because we were such good friends, it was just a no brainer. And like, I think when it comes to us three, there's no questioning anything either. And I think, you know, you have teams where like they want to go in different directions. They have different ideas, but like, it's almost like JT's thinking what I'm thinking. Crystal's thinking what I'm thinking before we even say it. And it's something where like the communication sometimes doesn't even need to be there because we're already thinking it. <laughs> I like that. I think that's good to have that, that vibe, that wavelength of, uh, being able to call each other's moves ahead of time or just give that look in the ring and you're like, okay, we're setting up for this, you know? Yeah. Uh, how how cool is it to um, incorporate those triple T moves? Because in trios wrestling now, triple T moves is like a thing. And incorporating those is so much fun when done right. 
a triple team move, much like a double team and tag team, can be fucking poetry in motion. I, I know me and Matt, the gears are always moving in our head. Uh, I'm not so sure about uh, Crystal, but yeah, we're always thinking of different moves, different different sequences, different whatever. Crystal, what about yeah, you? I would say like... Sorry, Matt. Sorry, I would say this quickly. Like I, I think the same thing where like I know Crystal's always kind of thinking of ways to add into our already existing tag moves. Crystal? Yeah, for sh- I, I think now, because I've been in Empire for a, a bit now, like I do look at wrestling a little bit differently and I watch like trios matches of like, okay, like how can, how can we make that kind of spot more like Empire-esque, right? So like now being a part of it, like I'm, I'm looking at wrestling a little bit differently because I'm not only a singles competitor or a tag team, it's trios, right? So yeah, I'm just, it's, it's a cool, it's uh cool to think of wrestling in a different aspect, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. When you, um, when you look at, uh, you know, again, the factions in Ontario and starting to build, wouldn't it be awesome to get to a point where you can literally have a whole card of just factions? Like just like, a one-off show of just factions facing factions facing factions. Like a like a Canadian King of Trios show or something like that. Absolutely. Are we? Are do you guys think we're at the forefront of that with all these factions kind of coming to light, especially here in the Ontario scene? Could we have an Ontario? You know, we definitely have enough to do at least a eight ter- eight team tournament for sure or something like that. Yeah, I'm just kind of processing right now. Like, I can think of like five six trios off the top of my head and that's just like prominent trios that's not like you know diving into specific promotions so yeah no like the the faction game is definitely upping um i think even when you look on the tv aspect of things there's a lot of factions on tv too there's a lot of factions picking up on the wwe and the AEW scale so i i think yeah i i would love for that to be a thing i in fact okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay to book it. I would love to be. I would love to be the person that calls that. And yes, Matt, I will accept your invitation. I will be the fourth member of Empire. No. <laughs> look at him. He's not even breaking. Look at him. He's not even breaking a fucking smile. Wow. Nope. Wow. Nope. You don't get anything out of me for that one. Wow. So if, if there was ever an opportunity to to bring in a fourth member, I wouldn't be considered. My application would be denied. You would be at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> oh, well, you know, maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll start my own faction. I'll call it Fallen Empire. Oh, yeah. Right. Have... Shut up. That, 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 that was, was your, one of your better moments. Yeah, that was that was a JT Kirk moment right there. That's that, that was the that was the witty witty side of stuff. Um, my final question in terms of. Uh, I mean, everyone has that glass ceiling, and then you punch through, and you you level up, and you keep progressing. Uh, are you guys at the stage of another level up, another evolution, in the terms of where you want to go in your careers as a trios and solely? Like, do you have goals you want to hit before the end of this year? I know, not necessarily by the end of this year. Um, I think there's specific things that are holding us away from that um, at the moment, but... I think by the end of next year, I think you're going to see the three of us from Brother Earth doing a lot more uh, stateside travel, uh, a lot more outside of Ontario stuff. Um, Don't get me wrong. I love Ontario independent wrestling, and I always will be near and dear to my heart. But to succeed in this game, you have to branch yourself out. You have to believe in yourself. You have to bet on yourself. And I think us 
leaving Ontario and doing more stuff, you know, uh, outside of Ontario is the, the next step and the next level up. So. I like it. I like the, I like the vibe. I love the, uh, the, you know, the focus and keeping your eyes on the prize. JT, do you have anything to add to that? Or do you agree with what Matt said? Is there anything else you want to add to it? No, not really. Um, yeah, we're just trying to get noticed. I know we have to go to the States to, to have more possibility for that. Um, and just, yeah, like I said, take over the world branch out from Ontario and go from there. Absolutely. The Animaniacs taking over the world because you can't because <laughs> that was two and you guys are three. Very clear. Crystal, any uh, personal goals for yourself maybe by the end of this year or uh, goals for, you know, the faction that is Empire? Yeah, no! Uh, <laughs> it's a party! Hello! Oh, okay. He's hanging out now. Um, so, yeah, I, it's it's the name of the game is is travel, right? And getting over to the States. Like I have a couple uh, bookings in the States at the end of this year, beginning of next year. Um, they are singles, but hopefully bring the boys over um, after that. Um, but yeah, just like more, more merch, more travel. I would love to see more of Canada even, right? Like I know the BC scene right now is booming. Um, there's some really great promotions out there and that's always been like a dream place of mine to go and wrestle and, and stuff. But also like, I would love to go and train at other gyms as well. Like learn from other people. Like I, like Matt said before, you never, you never stop learning. Um, so I would love to just sit under other people's learning trees, like even go to Ohio or wherever. Right. Like, so that's a, that's a big goal of mine. And I know um the guys too is just to travel and to and to learn and to train more and get some new tricks a couple things to add to that like i i think the the scene um is great right now and i think learning from different names uh like uh, crystal said like you know going to ohio and going to aiw going to chicago and going to freelance um going to new york and going to create a pro like there's all these different uh, destinations where I think we want to hit. And I think personally um, we got robbed out of a second trip to the Maritimes a couple of months ago. So I I think uh, that's high up on the list for us is we want to get back out there and show the Maritimes what empire is all about, because we had the chance for one time. And I think we just, you know, started to show what we were about. We didn't even get the chance to show what we were about as a trio properly. So, I, I think uh, the Maritimes and adding more championships. We always want gold. Yeah. Right on. I dig it. I dig it. Well, I think that's a perfect way to end the conversation. You guys are always a blast. I mean, like Matt Grant said, you never stop learning, but in his case, you definitely stopped growing. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get, I had to redeem myself from the other fucking debacle. I couldn't just end it. That was good. That was good. I, it was good. All right. Before you guys go, shout out your socials so everyone could follow uh, the journey that is empire. Crystal, I'll start with you. Uh, so Instagram, Twitter, it's the same at crystal moon underscore PW. Um, you'll see lots of wrestling photos and dog photos. So it's great. Mr. Grant. Yeah. Um, you know, this past weekend, we uh, just opened up the Handshake Team Superstore at the Saga Flea Market. So y'all want to come by? I bought that uh, there. I was just about to I say, he was literally one of our first customers. Shout out, George. Um, yeah, no, uh, that was good times this past weekend and just professional wrestling. Uh, I, I want to grow. I want to learn. I want to travel. I want to do all the fun stuff. So follow me at Matthew Grant First Season 4. Book the faction and let's take over the fucking world at Empire Tag Team as well. EmpireTagTeam.ca. 
Mr. J.T. Kirk. Oh, the whole interview, I've said it right. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> Last but not least, uh, like Matt said, I, at all platforms, I am at reject underscore JT. Um, yeah, nothing more to say other than what uh, Matt said. Book us. We are willing to travel. Absolutely. Trust me when I say this. If you haven't checked out their stuff, check out their stuff. Book this faction. Uh, singles, tag team, trios. These guys knock it out of the park every time, and they give you they give you a, a match to be remembered for sure. And that's coming from my heart 150%. So from everyone at Empire and the unofficial fourth member, myself, peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace, not in my lead, you out of place. I'm not at the top, I'm outer space. Any with us, we're out of place. I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great. You're not my fan, you can't relate. Straight talk going state to state